0: welcome to another episode of chopped greens I am your host Philip Amrine, joined by in studio the one the hairy the very very Gary how you doing buddy I think you were noticing I'm growing up the quarantine
1: beard again a little bit a little bit a little yeah. bit
0: yeah yeah it's nowhere it's nowhere um, as luscious as your hair like well. as, as you're like you know the rest of your hair on on your scalp yeah but uh but it's, it's getting there it's getting there are yeah. you are you are you just like Letting it go to be, or are you just like trimming it as it comes out, or mm, what?
1: I, I was at, I, I tried a new style. I went with kind of conquistador, like just a little Ooh. patch on the chin with like a long mustache, um, and I was keeping that for a while. So this is the grown out version of that. The cheeks are just starting to come in, and it's getting to like a, like a weird goatee. I'll probably trim it. You know, I, I, I got you know sad like everyone did from like the election until now. So <laughs> <laughs> you just going to fall off the wagon a little bit.
0: Yeah. Does the yeah. now does the you are in a relationship i am. We can talk about that and uh, d- does she have a preference
1: yeah well when we met is when like my beard was the longest it was like down ah. in my chest and um, within like two weeks i was so smitten with her and she was like you know maybe one day it would be cool if you if you shaved it and the only reason i was growing it out was because i could i've been growing up for, for over a year so I, I did she likes it shorter really it's the mustache when it gets below my lip that bothers her you know
0: Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. And has she, she... So she's never been around you or, or known you naked on the face.
1: Yeah. I, I would hate to be clean shaven because I have no chin. Like, I just... <laughs> I go from face to neck. So
0: it adds definition for you.
1: Yeah. It adds a little bit. It makes it look like my chin is more pronounced. So I hate the way that I look clean shaven. Um, I haven't been clean shaven since I could grow, like, a legit patch mm. of facial hair, like, yeah. two, three yeah, years Yeah. that
0: that, that... The last time... Like, my my the photo in my head of you clean shaven is you in a varsity basketball yes. jersey yes yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's pretty much the i i see a young gary holding a basketball clean shaven yeah. and ready to do some work ready to in the post put,
1: huh? <laughs> I wanted to be a point guard, man. Uh, I was forced into the post. I was all finesse. I got bullied, you know, because every other school has a kid who's like six seven, and I was the tallest kid. So they're like, "You're the head. tallest kid, and yeah. you
0: you got you got to put some bricks. You got to put some bricks in your back house there." Yeah, buddy. yeah, that's right. Uh, speaking of, well, no, there aren't any <laughs> bricks, but there is a company that is at the centerpiece of our latest film, uh, Bombshell. Now. This is an interesting film to critique for a lot of different reasons. But the I, I yeah. would say, personally, the biggest reason that this is going to be such an interesting film to critique is that it's, it's a movie that centers around a political channel, thus having it institute around being political while trying not to be political, maybe having a, a, a smidgen of political talk Specifically for the sake of political talk, it, it feels it's. Uh, how, how do I? It, if if this were a rib, it'd be a dry rub political, <laughs> I know, piece of commentary. But still, there's a lot underneath the the surface there that's certainly much more. Uh, there's a lot more substance there that is has more of a yeah a conversation about sexual harassment at, yeah. at the workplace
1: it doesn't necessarily have anything negative to say about like being a conservative person because i think that they do a really good job actually with uh megan kelly and you know talking about her, her nuanced views on on everything through the amazing Charlize, which we'll get into i mean which uh, she's always stealing the movies that we watch with uh, the one with seth rogan the comedy that she didn't even belong in because she was so good you remember that one
0: Oh yeah, I mean that yeah. was another political film as yeah, well. The exactly. uh The Elect No. The Candidate, the Candidate.
1: The so, something like that. The, See,
0: we said yeah. <laughs> in that podcast, give it like a year and we'll Long free. shot. Long, long shot. shot. There we go. Long shot. Yeah. It hasn't even been a year and anyway. we already <laughs> forgot about it.
1: <clears throat> Anyways, it's um not I, I don't know if if you want to talk if if you think, you know, sexual harassment is like political, but because it does center around Fox News, which like is, you know, conservative culture for a lot of people it can seem that way um but i think that uh, when it comes to balancing those things it does a good job but i you know we'll get into how i feel about if it actually pulls off what it's trying
0: to do or sure. i don't even know what it's trying to do but yeah okay yeah i so okay so let's start out let's start out with something that we rarely start out with since i feel like we're going to be spending a lot of time I- investigating and going through fine combing the the script as well as the acting performances we're probably going to study on those a little bit more so than even how we normally do um because there's a lot of branches to those trees that aren't even about itself um i want to start out with the 2020 winner for the academy award for best makeup and hairstyling which is bombshell Bombshell one.
1: Well, I guess that makes sense because uh they do a I mean, a really killer job of making people look like their real life counterparts.
0: Gary, this was beyond like, just that that makes sense. This was yeah. I it was it was mind boggling to me. I, yeah. it, I, I have in my notes, I remember. I wrote I wrote down, I was just I was blown away by how good this was it. Very yeah. rarely do you get a chance to see in a movie, in a friggin' movie, just the absolute mastery of hair and makeup since, like, Lord of the Rings. Lord, like, usually, <laughs> yeah. But here's the, here's like, uh, normally, uh, okay. So, so for certain. Uh, parts. There's archetypes on how to get an award for any genre, for like best actor, best actress, best movie. You know, be, so, so best actor, best actress. You have to if you're if you're somebody who's been knocking on that door time and time again. You have to go and become a character actor for one film and just yeah. go, go go completely out of your realm. Go, and,
1: go make a British period piece. Exactly, and, and you're good.
0: And, and you're good. If it's a best film, you have to be just either one or the other. Just in the year that it's a it's a bland story and you're just you just have to be good you have to do that and you're 1917 which didn't win that year but you're that type of movie or Green yeah. Book or you're Parasite or uh, Get Out like it just you know sometimes you win but you fulfill that quota and then you're just in the contention for this, for best hair and makeup, I haven't seen a legitimate hair and makeup win that wasn't fantastical, that didn't have sci-fi elements to no, it. I was going to gonna
1: it. say, it's usually something where they're creating like a completely new world. Exactly. It's, it's world yeah.
0: building, where you just have to, you know, you have aliens, maybe something like if Avatar had practical effects yeah. to it, and it wasn't CGI, it would be that, it would be Lord of the Rings, it would be Star Trek, or it would be Star or Wars. Or something
1: like like Victorian England, you sure, know, Sure, Yeah, piece, yeah. yeah
0: there, again, <clears throat> there has to be a world building. Yeah. I have... I can't remember, and I'm sure we're gonna get comments on on just what was. But the last modern take on hair and makeup winning, I, I let alone being so such so, so obvious of a win and a choice there, it was tremendous. Honestly, just for that alone, and very rarely is that ever a standout for a film that's not again not within the archetype of of, a, of an Academy Award nominated film. I just say I just want to just that deserves its own praise. It deserves its yeah. own standout. It deserves its own talking point. Who because do you of think
1: just, is like ninety percent of the reason why?
0: Are, in 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 like,
1: what like for, for the hair and makeup? I think it's Charlize is Megan Kelly. Because oh like, oh it's what, what's like, like
0: the most standout? Yes, of course. Like Megan. you can't
1: even tell like when she's doing you know when they CGI'd her into the interviews with Chump or on Fox and Friends, it just looks like you're you're watching it. It's
0: crazy. It was absolutely astounding to see both casting. And hair, makeup yeah. being married so perfectly in a lot of instances. Yeah. In a lot of instances, we saw like you're right. Megan Kelly was at the fir- or I guess Charlize Theron was, as Megan Kelly was yeah. at the forefront. And and if you remember, and I recall this, whenever the trailer dropped, there was a lot of discussion saying, "Holy crap! Yeah, that is so good. It's so it's so profound. Also, it's uh, so
1: good. I don't know what Roger Ailes really looked like, but I know that John Lithgow. <clears throat> well,
0: they showed. They showed doesn't look like side. that. Oh, yeah. John Lithgow is not. But, but they
1: did a great job with this. They pulled suit. an old Deuteronomy Yeah, yeah fat,
0: sh- fat suit from they, Broadway. They've fans. got
1: some some cameos from like some pretty prominent Fox people, and I think that they nail it. Um, <laughs> there's a, and, and we can get into why I think some of that actually takes away from it for me. But yeah, I mean, in general, just incredible skill with, when it comes to realism. You know, it, it really makes you feel like this is what happened, and you are at Fox News, and this is what it's like because it they look amazing. You know, typically in, in a real life movie. You know, one thing that I want to compare this movie to is is The Big Short. They'll just, you know, cast guys as other people, or you know, yeah, it'll be like the level of Alec Baldwin as Trump. But this is some next level realism for sure.
0: Yeah, even the last George Clooney film that we did, I, I, well, I, I was fine with the the uh, the film as a as a uh, using a, a different person altogether as a younger version of of George yeah. Clooney in that particular film. But I think we can both agree that they didn't go full out to establish that. I was t- I, again, yeah. I was fine with the choice, but I, but normally either we've had CGI de aging or people. It's it it shows that there was an effort made, an intense effort made to make that person look like a younger version of whoever the star is. Yeah, that's that's certainly not the case here. The the case was that they were just. Absolute photocopies, almost, of who yeah. they were playing, and it was just incredibly o- well, obvious. And, and,
1: and when the whole movie is <clears throat> almost like it, it creates this mock documentary vibe, where sometimes yes. characters speak to the camera, they have like shaky, quick cut cameras. It makes you feel like you're in the action, like you're in a newsroom. Zoom in, yes, zooms and stuff. And like, let's it,
0: go there. Let's yeah. go there right here. So that 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 was a perfect way. On how to film this particular story. Yeah. It, it had the perfect environment for it. Of course, whenever they were inside the building. It creates that chaos, man. That chaos, that urgency. Yeah. And whenever they are inside the actual Fox News building, or, or it, well, I don't know if it's the Fox News building. Just the, the, but, the, the but, New
1: York conservative sure. <laughs> sure. mega and building, yeah.
0: Exactly. When they go inside there, it's much more shaky cam. It's much more boom, boom, boom. The tempo is going back yeah. and forth so fast. Yeah. And then whenever they're outside. It's like out films driving, go one on one,
1: man. It's like exactly. if you, if you want to create a vibe. Change the way that you're doing your your camera work and um it makes those few really impactful one-on-one quiet scenes all the more you know hefty because you finally get some breathing room and then some really heavy stuff happens like we'll talk about the margot robbie you know roger sure. scene like stuff it's crazy 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 and then silent and um it's, it's it's a great balance and i think that the main strength of the movie rests on creating that feeling yeah. making you feel like it's a true story and you were Part of it, and and you experienced
0: it, you sure. know. And as uh, my last note on the camera work is that it felt mu- it felt very there were a lot of times where they stepped away from the building and it was much slower pretty much every single time yeah. but it felt like whenever you're in the newsroom you were freaking in the newsroom and just like boom 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 headline yeah. breaking news whatever it is
1: well and then they you know they have her go to the Republican National Convention which was at you know the Quicken Loans Arena where the Cavs played and you know she's in the bathroom throwing up and it shows like just like the mural of like LeBron and Kyrie on the wall just like little details like that you know because this was back in 2016 they took effort from top to bottom to create there was that, a lot the of 2016 care picture, yeah.
0: Some, a lot of care, and it showed. It showed.
1: I mean, and and you know, with true stories, they always take liberty. I mean, the Margot Robbie character yeah. was a completely invented character, but we don't know that as an audience. When you go to painstaking gains like making making
0: Kelly <laughs> real in this movie, you know, it Ooh. makes it seem real. So. Do you want to go to performances or do you want to go to story? I think I yeah, want to go to performance.
1: To performances. I, I mean, everyone is maybe sort of aware of, of the premise. You know, there's a the Fox News scandal that there was like rampant sexual harassment happening from the top yeah. with some of the major news anchors, female news anchors, and the fallout, like how they came out and shared their story and um, the conflict, you know, in, in that whole situation. That's... It's a pretty simple premise that it goes back and forth between three main characters, two of which are real, one of which is invented.
0: Again, Margot Robbie, Margot Robbie, Mar- uh, who, character, yeah, who played uh, <clears throat> the victim very well. Uh, her, her, she was. Perf- I mean,
1: she's. A, I you know what's funny? I've seen her in like four movies, and like
0: they all feel completely she, different.
1: She, they all feel different, and she's so good. Yeah, she's so talented, man.
0: Yeah, she has a. She has her. Uh, nomination scene, uh, for lack of a better term. <laughs> when she's crying
1: outside, yeah, the when restaurant. she's crying outside the
0: restaurant, and yeah. that's when it really, it truly does. It, yeah. it hits you. It's and crazy
1: to think about it because she's not talking to anybody on the phone. You know, you, you. Know, if you're on a film set, there's like 20 PAs standing four feet away from her, and she's standing out in this contrived set, and she's giving everything, man. It's, I mean, she has that scene and the scene with with Roger Ailes and the scene where she's talking to megan Kelly, which are. Three, I mean, just like give me an Oscar <laughs> nomination scene exactly. and she got one.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah, and she did. She did not win, but she definitely deserved. And and you felt a lot of versatility and yeah. where she came from in point A, from where she started the movie, yeah. where she ended the movie. There was a yeah. lot. There was a lot there. A lot. Of, it was a very well written character. Yeah, to, for her to go you know, off. She of.
1: she inhabits it, and it's a complicated, interesting character. The more I'm sure we'll get into what that character means. Um, but yeah, I mean the the strength of the movie rests on the the thing that we talked about with the ambiance and the technical stuff and then the yeah. performances
0: are just off the wall. So let's let's do this this Oreo back and forth. So I, Margot yeah. Robbie, astounding to me. I didn't enjoy Kate McKinnon's. That performance was that was this. my note.
1: Like for some reason, whenever they have SNL people in movies, a lot of the times when it's a movie like this and she's not really allowed to be funny, it just feels. It,
0: I it felt like I I think. I don't know if it is because it ha- had I never that's, known that she was on of SNL had I never known she was on SNL maybe I wouldn't have at least come in with the premise of like oh she's funny but yeah. I and also I really love Kate McKinnon like she is she's, she's, she's one of the incredible. funniest cast members
1: ever she's great we she, all know that
0: she's a, she's an all-time SNL maybe even a Mount Rushmore person like she is very yeah. very talented and very comedic
1: but in it, any movie that I've seen her in where she doesn't get to play a character, it in looks that like way. she was
0: begging to be funny,
1: yeah. I mean, she, she has the one scene where she's like, You have to be an Irish street cop, and it's that it's, it seems like some kind of SNL like little monologue, um, but otherwise, it's pretty vanilla. And like Margot Robbie just dances around her the whole time. i like, Man, yeah. you don't belong here, and it sucks because, on the one hand, I'm like, Man, I feel bad for SNL people because we're always gonna think that, but there are people like Bill Hader. Who have created like completely new personas for themselves and they were only known as the funny person from SNL. So Kate McKinnon hasn't been able to do it yet. You know, she was with the heavyweights here and um, her scenes are just fine. And maybe if it wasn't Kate McKinnon, it would be different. I was trying to hypothesize on the drive over here. Well, if it wasn't Kate, if it was just another regular blonde actress, would we be saying this about that character? I think it's like because it's Kate McKinnon,
0: you know? Yeah. My my favorite performance and it feels weird to say that but my favorite performance of the of the film John Lithgow uh, playing yeah he Ro- plays a Roger great Ailes. scumbag <laughs> an incredible scumbag um, and, and,
1: and also the, the fact that his mental state is breaking down his his freakouts are great I mean he's predatory he's awful he's gross um he get he does like these little things with his breath and his face that just make him look like a big Job of the Hut. Like he says, <laughs> they call me Job of the Hut. And then um, when he has those little meltdown scenes, um, he is great. I, you know, Charlize is my pick, but I was gawking over his performance, not the character. By God, but no, yeah. John Lithgow. I mean, what a what a flex by him. He's like, I'm gonna go play
0: Roger Ailes in a movie and do it really well. Not to mention, keep in mind, there's a lot of times where a performance is muted because of what you have to do. I think a lot of the times it can certainly be. The- the emphasis or the exclamation point necessary to put a, a performance over the top, a la Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder, where he's this big bald <laughs> guy who's making the hairy just, arms. Yes, the hairy arms. He's—you don't even know that it's Tom Cruise, but it, or I, or I, at least I didn't when I first saw it. And all of a sudden, just the performance yeah. is a- added. Whenever you're finding out, wait—that's Tom Cruise, and he's doing all that in spite of having that much heavy makeup, that much prosthetics. Yeah. So whenever you see John Lithgow being able to give such a a Critical performance and so with so much nuance within each and every one of his his m- 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 choices, yeah. while also feeling that slime, just, yeah, this, just incorporate this you. movie
1: doesn't work if we don't absolutely hate Roger Rails. He's almost the X Factor in a sense because he connects everybody in the movie. And if you don't have like a real heavyweight playing that guy, then. It's it doesn't hit home, you know. You got to really feel like this guy's a creep. He's disgusting. But in, in a weird way, not with the sexual assault, but you know, all the crazy. He, he really he really thinks that he didn't do anything wrong. And yeah. John Lithgow makes you believe. Oh my God, this guy is ridiculous. He really doesn't think that he did anything wrong. And it takes. A certain type of actor to be able to be a villain that doesn't even know that they're a villain. You know, he's got, he doesn't think he's a menace. That's a good point. That's you a know? very
0: good point. Yeah. And it's hard for me to pull out a performance when the movie is all about, you know, headlined by women. Um, certainly invokes the idea, at the very least, of feminism. What is that? Or or just at least uh, keeping together, yeah. especially in, in that particular environment. Um, but I, I still it, it it's you're you're absolutely right. It doesn't work unless he gives the performance that he gives yeah. and creates an absolute villain. And what's funny about John Lithgow is that he has a couple performances like this in his career where I it's a tremendous performance. I don't even know that I would I would put this on his per- like when I think back about John Lithgow's career I don't know if this necessarily sticks in my personal purview or my remembrances of his top performances last thing I saw him in was Pet Cemetery so this is a big step up <laughs> sure absolutely he God bless him hope he continues acting for a while
1: yeah we now, gotta we gotta touch on I was gonna say our, on, we're, on we're my working, girl
0: we're working our way up we're going up.
1: Yes, up I mean we, we'll talk about Nicole Kidman which she was fine but Charlize Wow! 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 I cannot give her enough credit. I mean, I I watched Mad please Max do. Fury please, Road. Please give her all the two weeks credit. ago. We watched Longshot, and then we saw this, and I I never thought of her as like maybe one of the upper 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 echelon talents, like a Meryl Streep level, Jennifer Lawrence, but she she is. Straight up. I mean, she can inhibit a, a character like Imperator Furiosa and Mad Max. She can play a believable president in a romantic comedy and long shot and play both sides of the spectrum. And then this she's playing Megan Kelly and from everything with, you know, the actory things that she does with her voice, like making it deeper, getting the inflection of Megan's voice perfect, her her facial expressions, the nuance that the way that she's able to you know take this complicated character that i'm sure megan had problems with but you know the the idea of what megan kelly chose to do and why and expressing it in the way that she did and us understanding maybe not agreeing with some of her stuff but but understanding i think that um that's that all falls to her you know and and her interactions with the other women i mean she she exudes that power you know she you know and that's megan kelly was like the top Female dog at oh, Fox yeah. and if Charlize doesn't have the air, she walks into a room and the air just gets sucked out of it because it's Charlize is Megan Kelly. um It was great, and she's also uh, she's she's kind of funny in a few scenes. You know, uh, sure,
0: yeah. Sure. You know what? I I'm I'm gonna have a hot take here, but it's like it's like a hot pocket take. Give me a hot pocket. It, it cools off rather fast. I just I didn't I didn't I may I didn't enjoy this performance. I, and I realize that I'm not. I'm not. You know, she got nominated. I see where the merit is. I get it. Well, I, and you know what though?
1: It's it is easy to get nominated when you play a real person and you do it really, really well. Like Daniel Day Lewis yeah. with, with Lincoln. Of yeah. course, we don't know what he was like, but it's like, oh, they played this person, and I 100%
0: believe it. So, yeah. uh, it's you, kind of a gimme. My my personal bugaboo about this, or what? Like what brings me fear on the uh, fear to the to saying this is that I, I actually enjoy the acting underneath her her shell of, of both makeup and the tonal qualities that she gets. I just, whenever I, it felt, how do I say this? It'd be like somebody, it, it felt very specific in her, in her performance where every time she talked, it was the exact same cadence. It was the, I, I realized that Megyn Kelly... Yeah. Broadcasts like that, but I, I I wish that there was a difference in when she was talking off air versus on air versus what have you. And I realized that yeah. it's not it's not that it's it's being incredibly picky, but having that complete cadence throughout the entire time kind of distracted me from the performance, and it brought me back out of it, realizing that she's she's not just what she appears to with with the help and assistance yeah. of of great makeup. Um I love Charlize Theron as an actress. She's she's a tremendous actress. Like yeah. you said, I can't take anything away from her when it comes to Mad Max. Um uh, and even like you said in long shot, long shot <laughs> she she made that she made that movie yeah. bearable. I I feel like. Uh, and even in this film, I don't think that she did a bad job. Yeah. I, I obviously not. She I just
1: I understand what you're saying because who I mean who who do you think the emotional Core of the movie is
0: it switches, man. Honestly, we We can
1: get into weaknesses, and that's one of them.
0: Yeah, and Um, but yeah. See, whereas for me, I I actually didn't see that as a weakness. I guess we can use this to trampoline our way into the story. So, so I'd imagine what you're going to say here is that it it is really a stream of consciousness that it really doesn't have any one person. When you have it headlined by three women slash Roger, really, just uh, the unaccredited villain that we we need but don't want to give any credit to, which makes sense. When we have that many vested storylines, it feels less connected to you and then you kind of lose interest. But... Yeah. But... I actually was okay with it in this film, especially when the entire st- style and tonality of the film is presented in a TV show element. It felt like we were in different episodes within a movie. Yeah. We were just, you know, this is I this that. is uh, Gretchen's section of it, or this is Megan's section of it, or this is Kayla's yeah. section of it. Or- it's
1: almost like, though, if you're going to do it like that, then make it like a miniseries or something, because really, like... These storylines, I think that the Megyn Kelly movie could be its own movie, and I wanted more of that. I wanted more of Gretchen because Nicole Kidman was kind of criminally underutilized, and then at first I was like, I think that the Margot Robbie storyline is maybe the weakest, but then I was like, well, it's honestly, she symbolizes what the whole movie is about you know because her character starts off as an evangelical who privately is like willing to have sex with women and doesn't really believe the stuff that fox puts out but is willing to go on tv and be like a conservative news host because she wants to be tv famous and then you know she gets assaulted and she eventually comes all the way around and leaves like that's like the the crux of, of the movie but I, we've probably talked about this before when you're switching storylines it's just really hard if it's not done really really well to make it feel like at the end at everything is is a symphony you know to me it's a little bit scattershot um have you seen the the big short
0: yeah yeah no this it <clears throat> yeah. it, it reeks of it it reeks, reeks of the big short and which is it, which is not in this particular instance i i found it delightful so when i say reeks yeah. i actually have a positive connotation was, when i say that
1: It was good but i think that the big short is able to it's, got, it's that same... Implement
0: it more su- successfully? Yeah,
1: and, and all the storylines, they're a little bit more balanced. The arcs are, are smaller, but I just feel like there's more payoff overall. And I, maybe I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because of what you said about the TV vibe, and maybe that's what they were going for. Because um,
0: think about it here. I mean, there were... Mm-hmm. What, are, uh, what are those whenever it's just uh, an Easter egg? There were Easter eggs abound. I mean, there's a whole... Which I
1: didn't love,
0: <laughs> right, so I, I'm yeah. saying that I think that some of the story came at the cost of that. Whenever you're like, oh, so oh wait, somebody's playing Geraldo Rivera, somebody's exactly. playing Hannity. Oh wow, look oh it's at those. Bill O'Reilly.
1: Bill. And you know what? It would have been stronger if the if they would have just talked about those people like Bill, Janine Pirro, Geraldo. You know, it's weird. I I know like all the Fox people because starting when I was 12, I used to you know work out at the YMCA every day, go play basketball, and all, all the TVs at most gyms in Arizona usually play Fox News. Really. Yeah, so I know, if, and if you go to the gym now, just, you know, if you're doing, like, cardio, the cardio always. area, always Fox News. Um, wow. And so, like, I, I knew most of these people, and if they didn't have any bearing on the story, like you said, it is a little bit distracting. Like, Janine Pirro did not need to be in it. Geraldo, you know, Shine Hannity, Bill O'Reilly, it's almost, like, a little bit winky winky you know, no. It was a, it was an open um,
0: secret of like, hey, look who we can get to look, make. Hey,
1: look, look more hair and makeup. <laughs> yeah, and Giuliani is like borderline. That guy's just so funny. <laughs> who yeah. plays Giuliani?
0: And especially with his rise to repro I know, recently. which is a whole other
1: thing. A whole other podcast about this movie is watching it now. Is um just really weird.
0: I wonder how they thought it would age because there are movies that it came out.
1: 2019, right? So it's not that long ago, but it feels like another
0: world. Still incredibly somewhat pertinent. Um, And I wonder just whenever. Because here's the thing whenever you make an an odyssey or an an epic of a movie, you know, Citizen Kane is never not going to be. Relevant or, or pertinent? It's it's always going to come around, if nothing else. Um, something like Pulp Fiction is probably going to age rather well. Um, trying to think recently, Jingle Jangle. They know that that's that their best shot at it aging is that it will stay in the hearts and minds of those who watch Christmas every time, and that's what their hope is. Yeah. I don't think that they have any thoughts or of grandeur that you know people are going to have it as one of their top films of all time. Yeah. So for this particular film, I think, I think I have. Uh, an interesting thought on where like if they thought that the legacy of the film would continue it's, to be pertinent or if it was just if it just was a modern movie that needed to be said right then and there yeah. and then it would disappear into the <clears throat> ether
1: I don't think anybody wants a movie to disappear into the ether but I don't think that this I think that it will disappear into the ether. Yeah. You know, it's it was great to watch one time. I learned a little bit more about the story. And it's the type of movie where you stop watching it and you go on Wikipedia so you can, like, learn, like, what all the facts were yeah. and stuff. Um, but The Big Short is, like, a really rewatchable movie for me. And the reason why <clears throat> and why, uh, why I keep comparing it to it is because, you know, these are both about two big historical events that we kind of knew happened but we didn't really know a lot about. The Big Short is the economic crash, kind of what caused it. And at the end of the big short, you feel really resentful about some of the powers that be and the effect that it had on, you know, the American people and the stock market crash. And they do it really well with these little arcs with these investors and the Steve Crow character and blah 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 blah. And you know what it's trying to say. At the end of this movie, it's kind of talking about feminism, and that, you know, it's good to speak up, and, you know, they have a few shots where they zoom in on, on the on the ladies' kids and stuff, then it's also kind of talking about the fact that nothing really happened, because at the end, you know, Rupert Murdoch gives his monologue to, to Fox, he says, I'm going to take over, and basically, you know, in the characters' faces, you see that nothing's going to change, and they all just kind of, you know, walk out, or Margot Robbie walks out, um, but then... Some people are sort of satisfied, satisfied. Like Gretchen, you know, got her just desserts. She 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 settled. But it's also like, should she have settled? Because she has an NDA, and I feel like it was trying to say a lot of stuff. And I landed kind of like wishy washy on, oh, I, I get it. it. It's it's condemning the fact that nothing changed at Fox, and it, oh, but it's also saying that you know this was a really triumphant thing for these women. But I didn't really feel like it was a triumphant thing. Like Roger got booted, but you know nothing happened. But I, then also, that's what it's trying to say. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. going back and forth. So,
0: so there's a lot going on here. Let's uh, yeah. let's first note off just in the, just to get it out of the way. For me, the beginning of the film, the beginning of the film was really exposition heavy, to almost to a fault. Where it's I it's all
1: about Megan and Trump, and it's setting up this alternate storyline. Where, like I said,
0: Megan kind of a whole movie. Anyways, continue. Yes, <laughs> but I but I but I want to state that. It, it bled into the dialogue a lot of the times Yeah, where when you already had narr- narrational exposition where they're saying, Roger did this and this, blah, 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 Megan came up from whatever. And you're doing all that totally fine. They even explained the building. I mean, they even did that where it's just like yeah. the third building light up. It was very good. Very good. Yeah. But then they still had more exposition to do. And it bled through into the uh, dialogue. Most notably, the one that I can think of off the top of my head is where I believe the guy's name was Gil. Oh, Gil yeah. was Make talking to Megan. Yeah. And he's going like, Megan, you're the number one newscaster on here and, you're, and everybody's <laughs> going to be talking about you.
1: All you have to do is show that, and just show that in a three second graphic and we as the audience know.
0: Yeah, and I
1: hate it when characters do that, man.
0: It it, just—it felt very much spoon-fed when when you had been doing such a good job earlier. Yeah,
1: and people at news stations don't talk
0: like that. No, no, no. It's (laughs) It's just
1: not. It's like assistants don't say that.
0: So it took about fifteen to twenty minutes for me to get into this film. But when it kicks into gear, it actually does. Because at first, I was kind of a little worried. I was like, "Wow, this is a lot of blabber." In order to get to, but then you yeah. know it got into something rather good, and the pacing kicks up. Yeah, and once it's like it's okay. very
1: engaging, man. Like straight up, and I, I might not have felt as like heart wrenching as I did with Big Short, but there were two scenes that, like, maybe three that really blew me away and made me feel that, and they all involve Marco Robbie. Okay. The one where she goes to Roger's office, which is maybe the most uncomfortable scene I've ever watched, and you know, she goes in there, and it's completely silent, and all you hear is, like, the fabric of her dress being pulled up and just, like, Roger going, like, <gasps> It's so uncomfortable. And then they zoom in on her face and his face doing a little, little flabby, like sexy thing. It's so uncomfortable. And that's like, why I, I as a six foot three white man, have never worried or have been sexually assaulted. Right? You're doing the impression right now, and I'm like, wow, the, I couldn't even fathom being in the situation. But my, my girlfriend was bawling because she's like, yeah, wow. that's um, it's a thing, man, and it's it's terrible. And so I felt that. And then also the scene where uh, Megan puts her down. You know, oh, wow. she she, she uh, you know comes out to Megan about yeah. being a, a, a victim, and <laughs> Megan kind of puts her foot down on her, and then the, you know the scene where she's crying, just admitting that um, you know she gave in and and, and unfortunately did a, a sexual act with him. Um, those were the gut wrenching moments for me. But Megan is the biggest part of the movie, and none of her moments really had me. Going like that, it felt very transactional and newsy. You know?
0: The uh, the one moment that I, I I saw, I was curious. Obviously, like you said, Wikipedia. You know, you go to look up things, and I also uh, to to be fair to Charlize Theron, I, I, me personally, like this didn't happen when I was this this didn't happen to a point where I felt even like I was a, 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 astute in politics. So I I don't have a full familiarity with Megyn Kelly. Yeah. Um. And so to be fair to Charlize Theron, I I, I didn't. Know that there were. I didn't know if how good of a job or how bad of a job she was doing. I was just like, man, this this impersonation that's going along with the acting is just very, very up to the front. So, anyways, um, so I, I watched a quote. Uh, I think it was like a quote unquote review with Megyn Kelly going to reactions uh, about herself. I
1: was reading about that yes. right before we came on. Yeah,
0: and uh, and uh, with others that were involved in the in this whole situation and. She said, "What what tugged at her, what made her most emotional, was the elevator scene, and um, it's where all yeah. three of our headlining women are all into in 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 the elevator.
1: That's a great like twenty seconds You're and right.
0: realizing <clears throat> that they're all going into just the absolute dread that each one of them possesses in their own way, yeah. going up to Roger's office. And I, I in the moment I felt the only misstep I felt it the whole time." Was that the, the, while I felt like the audio was fine with the breath, it got to be a bit too exorbitant. Like, towards the end, <laughs> I was like, like, all of a sudden, they're going from, huh, huh. And it was like it was very gripping, very powerful. All of a sudden, and I was like, "Okay, okay, can we can we cut down on? Can we just stay at one?" Vocal
1: warm for for choir, man. Yeah.
0: Exactly right. It's, it distracts you from the point that I'm making, which is very poignant. Is that yeah. is that it's very emotional and very and very uh, a whole lot going on in that moment. And so that that was an that that for me was one. of... There were a couple, a, a lot of gripping scenes. It. it It does a very good job of gripping you as an audience member for something that very rarely does news grip you in a movie format. So I I felt that it was a very good film at once it had your attention, once we were past the exposition dump, keeping you there. And holding you and making sure that you, one hundred percent, watch you. Yeah. You cannot. It's holding your face. It's making sure you cannot look away for better yeah. or f- for I mean, a lot of the times. Don't time you worse. don't
1: bump your mic. You watch.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let,
1: let me ask you something. Yeah, why do you think we haven't talked about the Nicole Kidman storyline? Because it's completely and utterly, unfortunately. Maybe not completely. It's it's the most forgettable one, but it's also like when you think about it, I think that that one might make the best movie in, in the terms of like a, of a ninety minute movie because it's almost like social networky, right? She's working with these lawyers and she's trying to sue Fox, and then eventually in the end she gets her payout. And they also really focus on her, like you know, talking to her kids, and you know, they try to make that a thing, but it really falls flat for me. And um, that could be like a nice, tidy little movie, like the Gretchen Carlson versus Fox story. Um, and it kind of falls through the cracks a little bit. It doesn't um, doesn't hit home like if it should. The other two hit home pretty well, but that one's kind of like. And she's getting twenty million bucks talking about her NDA and like looking at her daughter. And I'm just. I wonder like, eh. though.
0: I wonder though if wh- what to what amount could could have been said. I, I I truly don't know yeah. the, the production behind this film and whether or not how much people like Gretchen, how much Megan, how much people that inspired Kayla yeah. were able to give away in details or, or what they were allowed to say, so that way...
1: They weren't consulted. This is all stuff that was just, you know, in the news, like in the New York Times, and then the writers took liberties and wrote, like, a story out of it, you know? Okay. But, yeah, at least Megan said she was never consulted. Actually, I would think that Gretchen maybe had a hand in it because she's been pretty vocal afterwards about it, yeah. but Megan hasn't, yeah.
0: So, we reach an interesting point where we actually transcend the story for me we i think we need to yeah. dive into the ideologies present in this film yeah and let's get the monkey off 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 our back here and just say in full honest interpretation and and being fully aware here we're both two men here you're you're you know
1: yeah everyone i mean if correct us if we're saying stuff you know
0: trying to be an ally I know (laughs) I know I think we both we both come we both come at this from a perspective of we're we're trying to be understanding and empathetic towards any situation yeah and uh, we're working forward with with a want to go forward and doing that I think
1: it was really good for me to sit next to a woman who was like the most empathetic and like emotional person I know and see how she reacted to it because I felt strongly about what was happening but she was like broken by some of the you know really graphic and brutal stuff and I was like dang yeah uh, yeah. I could not be a woman. That's uh, my heart's heart goes out to you guys, man. So, man. Man, let's, suck.
0: let's do the the first ideology. I feel like there's three, and correct me if you if you need to need to add one more. Okay. Um the first one. It feel and this is closely this is the closest one to the story, <clears throat> the storyline. There was a story there was an ideology there that felt was added for the sake of objectivity that was if and and it worked to duel just as a as an objectivity and also to to reinforce the idea of just how much of a silo Fox News is as a, as an organization in in at least the broadcast TV world is that just how hard it is to be in Fox News even if you are the staunchest of supporters of Fox News that people from both sides both political sides of the spectrum will dislike you and your only supporters are going to be Fox News people and people within that building yeah until you don't support them and then everybody's against you it's, and then it's, everybody
1: will hate you yeah no yes. matter what yeah
0: so we find that with gretchen whenever she's going out and about uh with nicole kim and uh, as gretchen going out and about to the to the grocery store and saying wow you have a beautiful baby or whatever whatever it is she said you
1: guys are ruining ruining america
0: over there yeah and then she said you're ruining america over there i'll you know a, a, an example of somebody who's on the opposite side of the aisle just saying, wow, you at Fox News suck. Yeah. So we get that from outside and outside perspective of yeah. somebody who's not into into Fox News and then we get get the same idea with Megyn Kelly where she's going up and she's going against Trump and, or at least supposedly against Trump, just, to, just because of Trump's ire, President Trump's ire uh, directed at her, those within her own, like the party that she's represented yeah. on by Fox News are against her now too. So and then anybody who speaks out about these allegations is now against you. So now it just creates this this silo that you're forced to endure, that you're forced to be in, that your that nobody will, nobody's there to support you, but we are, unless you don't support us. Loyalty above, above all else. So there's that idea.
1: You've opened my mind. Yes. Uh, I'll because I cause I would think that every movie has a thesis, like every movie is making sure. an argument. Yeah. And I was trying to think about the argument that this movie is making. Like, part of it is it's you know it's good to come out. Like, if something has happened to you, like, you know, take a stand, right? As, like, like as a woman, it's better to you know encourage other women to come out. Again, that's really the arc of the Megan Kelly character. Yeah. Um, and then also, on the flip side, it's sort of trying to say it. You know, but nothing really happens that the ship keeps on turning you know fox news is still fox news but in a broader sense you know women are still gonna be not believed and put down and so now with you saying what you're saying i was like oh i know what the movie is saying i know what the thesis is okay it sucks to be a woman <laughs> like, like, no matter any way you slice it, yeah. it like, Gretchen's not allowed to talk about it. Megan, like, no matter where she goes, can be hated. Margot Robbie got assaulted and, you know, and had to go through all that just to realize something. So I'm like, oh, you know what? This movie's in. I would. It really sucks to be a woman, man. It's I, hard.
0: Well, I would. I would. Curb what you're saying to not. It sucks to be a woman. Yeah, it, it sucks to be subjected to the shit that women are subjected to. Yeah, that that that's the difference there. I I, I yeah. wouldn't say that. I, in fact, I would I would argue that there are attempts, at least with even Gretchen's character, to empower women to to bring them up and say, hey, live your truthfulness, and and even if people bring you down or something, continue to support your yourself and those around you, especially women. Yeah. Um, but in spite of the powers that be. It it sucks that that happens to to women specifically. Yeah. Um. So there's that ideology. Um. That's again. I just felt was there just for the sake of objectivity to be like, hey, we realize we're razzing on Fox News, but hey, it sucks because we get it. They get it from the other side too. So let's just add that in there to seem somewhat ob- objective. Uh. So there's that. And then the next the next highest one, of course, is the idea of sexual harassment and the uh what. It all entails to to be at the subject of that how it feels how to be a victim how or excuse me how it feels to be a victim yeah and
1: like I said what, I can never fathom but that scene with Margo is like, yeah
0: yeah shit it, if you it's almost impossible to not feel empathetic towards somebody's plight in that situation when watching that mm-hmm. um, and of course you know the different reactions that that you can take there's there's the fighter there's the push it away and then there's the coming to grips with it. Mm-hmm. I, there, I mean, whether, uh, you know, Gretchen, of course, takes the fight. Megan pushed it away for years and then Kayla's character was in the midst of yeah. it wrestling with it from on the daily. Yeah. Uh, so there's that ideology. Then we get to the final one for me, which is the ideology of just and this one actually isn't something necessarily I feel like the movie wrestles within itself, but more of just the idea of putting forth the film. And this one's weird. So follow me here. I don't know how you feel about this, Gary, but I feel like the people that most need to see this film for the message, for the theme that it's it's projecting, that it's, it's, that it's having onto the viewer, onto you, the viewer, this is what I want you to learn. I want you to see. I want you to watch. I feel like the audience that it's trying to, that it's aimed towards, that it feels like the most impact will be gained gain to, and not just supported, but to those that need it, won't watch this film. <laughs> yeah, it will, it will miss that audience.
1: Yeah, no. This, and, I mean, this is an Oscar-y movie that a bunch of liberals are going to watch, myself included, be like, "Yeah, dude, screw Fox News," <laughs> but I, I don't think any conservatives are going to go out of the way to see it, or I don't know. But I, I, I can't help but think like, if you watch it, you you must like. A- agree with, you know, the the emotional core of the film. Like, wow, this was a terrible, terrible scandal that Fox, you know, aided and abetted. But I don't, yeah. Like,
0: I, don't I truly wonder gonna... how many people who dis who come out at the end of this movie who disagree with I don't know actions that aren't uh, supportive of along of the the, of the movie's themes. Uh, those who come out of it and have actually watched it, um, and and so therefore, I actually kind of question. At the, at the, whether or not this was the best tactic for which the message to get spread. Um, And this is kind of just a, just a, maybe perhaps a bigger idea than this movie even is combined, combined within the box that it is. Maybe it's just a bigger idea than that, that maybe is, is discussed on a, on a different podcast. But stuff like that are so on the head and and showcase what, what's going to be shown in the film. uh, A la, um, uh, what is this movie called? Bombshell. Bombshell. I was gonna say blockbuster, and I'm like, it's not blockbuster. <laughs> bombshell, a la Supersize Me, a la uh, Concussion. I mean, in the sports world, I'm in. I'm in the NFL. Yeah. I'm in. You're two going sports. into
1: it to confirm what you think, exactly. Um, and I mean, it's it's in the advertising in the movie. It's like this is the Fox News sexual harassment scandal movie. You know, it's. I, so, I, I think that if people are devotees of Fox and they see this trailer, they're gonna go, ah.
0: Does it? Yeah. Does it you not? Know? does it not do more if you're watching something in the and the messaging isn't that god it's so hard it, but it, it doesn't it do more of a service if it's more subtle a la a get out I think it would be, I think it's maybe in the marketing
1: you know because mm-hmm. I think maybe once you get in the movie with the Megan Kelly perspective she's you know she's got this very measured nuanced perspective that maybe I don't agree with but they, they pull off and make you understand why she thinks the way she does I think that, you know, if you could get some Fox people to watch the movie, that might kind of pull them in a little bit. Um, but, it, you know, it's marketed with a Billy Eilish song, and it's like, boom, bombshell, the Fox News, you know, yeah. sexual sh- Roger Ailes' downfall story. So I, once you're in it, I actually think that you could get some people to to come along, but that's the problem. I mean, it's build with it's it's a Hollywood movie and right now yeah. there's a lot of disdain for the typical Hollywood movie on that side you know
0: yeah like I said probably a bigger genre and discussion than this podcast will allow since we're coming up on the time here yeah so
1: yeah we could go on about yeah, the themes in the mirror and you know what it's a good to great movie because you and I can sit here and shit, chat about it for oh, yeah, so long. Very thought provoking. You know, I I didn't have an outline for my notes today. I was just like, oh, let's just talk about bombshell. You
0: yeah, know, a, a discussion movie that is in, in at least in the movies that we we have some we have to manufacture. This one yeah. is easy to have a discussion afterwards. So. Um, Wow, it almost feels um I'm, I'm trying to think what what would be a measuring tool or a measuring stick for for this film
1: say um, how many um how many how many daytime opinion shows would you I, I don't know
0: I know i uh,
1: how many how many catheter commercials <laughs> that always pop up there, there we how go. many catheters out of five how many wow how many catheters? you cath- ever watch Fox News there's a lot of catheter commercials well, I mean a lot of catheter commercials sure.
0: Uh, sure. Let's go. How many catheters? How
1: many catheters? Out are you box zero out of five. Let me let me end on the fact that this is kind of along the lines of the movies. We, a lot of the movies we were watching. That was good, but I could have been could have been an all timer, but it wasn't. Like I, I can't think of a specific example, but I've said that for a lot of the movies that we've had since the restart. Really good, but right there, this one takes a left turn where it really makes you think a lot more than a lot of those other movies. So. I was gonna give it like a three point five, but because we've had this great conversation, and it you know excited, it made me excited to go learn more about
0: it, and it made me feel things.
1: I will give it four catheters out of five catheters.
0: I was gonna say, I'd wonder how you get a half of a catheter. You snap it! It's, in it's, half. It's, yeah, it's no longer yeah. functional. At you that drop point, it. Yeah, but, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um, I was there from the beginning. I'm gonna go four out of five. Um, it's it's very enjoyable. Unfortunately, Kate McKinnon is my biggest downside to this. Like, uh, I, I think I would rewatch this again if it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't for Kate, oh man, that's pretty. Mean. It,
0: it, it sounds pretty harsh, and I, I don't. I don't. Kate
1: mean... never listen to this podcast. We're, I know. I'm so we sorry. Love you. it, You're it's, an all timer.
0: It's absolutely not personal. I love. I love Kate McKinnon. I just. It's not personal. It's business. Just business. It's business. Fox News business. And let me All say, right.
1: I I do love you know movies like this that are that go over historical events and treat them as fact, and it, it pulls you in. I love the vibe. Really yeah. well done. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um. Definitely a must watch for first timers. Like if you if you have if you haven't seen it, go watch it. If you've seen it already, yeah. I mean. Feel free to, to skip it again. But but yeah. definitely worth a watch to any and all.
1: And interesting to watch in twenty twenty with the <laughs> you know the Fox News machine now and everything happening in America. It's like remember back in twenty sixteen when Trump said this thing? <laughs> and everything's happened since then, man. It's crazy.
0: Yes. All right. For Podcastus Emeritus, Gary. Oh, I'm used I'm used to voucher, but Gary. Just keep, no, 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 no. Keep it, at Gary. Keep it you stay strong with Gary. Gary. Gaddy, I'm Philip Amorine. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, listen to our subsequent Give Me Five episode coming out tomorrow, and I think next week we've, we've stumbled. We've, we've fallen upon our movie, and we're, we're actually able to preview this a That's week right. out. Wow. Uh, we are going to watch One Night in Miami. One Night in Miami. An Amazon Prime original, and we will watch it, get back to you, and tell you what we think about it. You should watch it as well. Oh, yeah. There we go. Thank you so much, <laughs> and remember, guys, Is the story about me?